Hey everybody, welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. Uh, I hope that you are having a great start to your week on this Monday or whenever you're listening. Um, I'm Brandon. I would be Craig. Yes, you would be. Good to see you. <laughs> good to see you too. You having a good day so far? So far, so good. You know, whenever I get to sit in front of you, in front of a microphone, and you're drinking Tim Horton's coffee with a shot of espresso, always a good morning. Thank you, by the way. You're welcome. Appreciate that. See, if I had Tim Horton's coffee, I'd have to drive 15 minutes to Marysville to get it, and then 20 minutes back to the church. So, And see, I just drove it into you. I appreciate so, that. It's like delivery. So here's something that I have to make a correction on from last week's podcast. So, And I'm not going to spend much time on this because, once again, Kentucky basketball, I know it's not the big thing in Central yeah, Ohio. Yeah, we got called out, didn't we? We got called out by a good friend of mine, Mike Allen, who was on one of our podcasts called Bluegrass or Bust. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. But he texts Brandon and I last week, and he was like, you know, Brandon, Brandon, I'm disappointed in you because I thought you were more on top of your game. Craig, I'm not so surprised because he's always eight years behind the times. But we mentioned Tubby Smith, or you did, saying I he did. was at Minnesota. I agreed with you. Tubby Smith is not the coach at Minnesota. He's at the he's the coach of High Point. Right. And after Minnesota, he went to Texas Tech. So who knows about that? And then he went to Memphis. So he's been two different places since uh, Minnesota. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't remember any of those things. But. I don't either because the last eight years have been a blur, I guess, for me. But uh, anyway, for those of you who are listening and wanted to know, Tubby Smith is not at, uh, he's not at Minnesota. He is at High Point, which I don't know if you know this or not, but Tubby Smith actually played for High Point in his college yeah, years. I didn't know 69 that. 69 to 1973. So gotcha. Tubby's got a great history with uh, High Point. But anyway, well, well, Tubby, if you're well, listening... Go. Yeah, that's right. Go. While we're living in the past okay. and, and we're on Smith, Dean Smith is still the coach of Carolina, right? Uh, who cares? But anyway, let's keep what? going on. Man. <laughs> anyway, so we'll dive in here now after we got that out of the way. Thank you, Mike, for the correction. We appreciate that. Um, Somehow I think he really liked doing that too. He... He found some enjoyment. I think he did. In that. I know he did. I think he did. I, anytime he gets to rag on me, it <laughs> makes his day. That's right. So anything, anything crazy, anything good happened the last week? Oh man, you know, just, you know how they go there. You've got crazy moments and then you've got not so crazy moments and then right. you've got down times and then you're like, what in the world is going on here? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but overall, I think it was a pretty good week, um, yeah. to be honest with you and, um, pretty good weekend, pretty good day yesterday. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've got, um, you know, just regular life this week and, you know, night of prayer tomorrow night and some other things coming up. So, yeah, yeah we got a lot of uh, back you know, to school bash on Friday, back to school bash on Friday, the 13th, Friday, the 13th. Can you believe it? It's it's here. <laughs> it is here. How about you? I'm not worried about it. That's been good. It's been real, real good. I uh, I got up Saturday morning and went running by myself. It's the first time I've, I've run by myself in a while. We've been going Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings with the kids Um and my mother-in-law been, has been going with me as well. And oh, wow. So got the Saturday, whole family. The whole family, yeah. It's like so a caravan. Saturday morning, I was like, you know what? I'm going running. So I got up and went running and, and ran two miles. And, okay. and that was a good start to the day. Mm -hmm. I always feel better. I, and so I appreciate the coffee today with the shot of espresso because I did not. Today's the first Monday in over a month that I've missed running. Um, and I'm sure it missed you too. I'm sure it did. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, my daughter kind of banged her ankle up uh, yesterday on a slip and slide, and um, it was just going to be me and Christian going, and I woke up and I was like, eh, the back of my knee was hurting. Mm-hmm. I got catcher's knees. I was a catcher for nine years, and so they creak and crack, and my ankle just cracked. You probably heard that. Um, I don't know if you can hear it on the podcast, but in the room it's like really echoey. But um, <laughs> So I woke up, and the back of my knee was kind of aching. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the day off. I ran Saturday, so... So I took the day off today, but I always feel better when I, I should have got up and worked out because I always feel better when I do something to start off the morning. Right. Yeah. That's usually pretty good. And, um, you know, you think about, uh, you know, I've taken the decade off from running because, uh, my knee's totally gone, you know, 30, 31 years ago, I blew it out. And yeah. so it's been off and on, you know, all through the last 30 some years. So, yeah. but, but um, 40, so I've just taken the decade off and I feel really good about it yeah, at 40 years old though. I mean, you, you look pretty good for, for 40. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um we uh had a good day yesterday before we talk about that let's talk about what we did right after church oh yeah so yesterday after church me and brandon and a gentleman who listens to our podcast kevin beal and another gentleman who listens to our podcast white Federer, we all hoofed it to dublin ohio and went to longhorn steakhouse the best steak you will ever have in a restaurant. Exactly. And he's not exaggerating because I, they say that they sprinkle something on the ste- on the steak. Um, they call it prairie dust. Now, I don't know what that actually is. I don't know if that's something else, but I'm telling you, that stuff. It's magical. It is very magical. And um, what's really good about that is like every single bite is absolutely perfect. So um, we all sat in there. By the time we were done eating and the bones on that table, it looked like an animal crawled up there and died after it we did. were done eating. It did. <laughs> right? Well, and so you and I are both on the caveman diet. Right. Also known as the paleo diet, but the caveman just sounds better. Sounds better. Um, and Kevin is also on the caveman diet. So we looked like a bunch of cavemen sitting there. Literally. Like I, you looked over at me at one point and I was gnawing on that bone like – he was. It was my last meal. And then Wyatt didn't finish his bone, and I looked over, and Brandon was chewing on that one too. So I was like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So yeah, well, no, we had. If if you go, if you go to Longhorn, get the Outlaw. It is a it's a ribeye, but it's a bone in ribeye. So make, make sure you hear that, Kevin. Next time you go to <laughs> yeah, Longhorn, Kevin. get the Outlaw. So Kevin, Kevin, I'm pretty sure ordered the Outlaw. We we had ordered three Outlaws up to that point, and. And Kevin said, I'll have the same. And then he gave his sides. I guess the, our waitress did not hear the same. Apparently. I don't know what she heard. She heard Porterhouse. He, yeah, the same in Porterhouse. I mean, that sounds close, right? No. I didn't think so. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, his Porterhouse was huge. It was huge. I mean, it was as big as his face. That's for sure. And you know, that's a huge steak. And, um, the, uh, it was thick and he said it was great, but, um, looked good. Yeah. I mean, I've had it there before and, but the outlaw for some reason is just outlaw is where to go. And and here's the thing with Longhorn. What are you doing for lunch? Let's go. Let's go to the, uh, get the outlaw. That's right. Wyatt. Right. (laughs) Here, here's the deal with, with that, the, the place with Longhorn. Every time I, I mean, every time I've eaten there and, and I've eaten there a lot. Like if I have, if I'm going somewhere and I want a steak, that's where I'm going. If I am out and about and, and I'm not on the caveman diet and I want to eat rolls, I'm going to Texas Roadhouse because Texas Roadhouse has the best rolls with that little cinnamon sugar butter or whatever is in yeah. that. I'm sure that's auction. healthy. Oh, it's so not healthy. Um, but I've never had a steak that has been cooked badly 
at Longhorn. Right. Every single steak, and I'm in like, like teens. Right. I've, I've eaten like so many steaks from there. Yeah. Every single steak has been cooked perfect for me. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. It's super good. I mean, great. It was good atmosphere, good food. The uh, sides were good. Mm-hmm. The company was, uh, company was good. It was you know, good. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was really it was good. Great. And, um, but yeah, it was a good, uh, it was a good, um, good time together. And yeah. So thank you guys for, um, you know, providing that time and setting that up, Kevin and Wyatt. So that was, that was good. It was good. Time, good. So it was good. So, um, but else, anything good or we, we're just living life right now. We are living life. Yeah, we got the. Uh, I'm excited. Looking forward to the uh, the fair service coming up here in a few weeks. That'll be fun. And what is that? Three weeks away. Yeah, we're gonna put the details and staff meeting tomorrow yeah. on that. So, so that'll be really good. That's gonna be good. I've got to do some digging around and find the TV that we had for the last time, and I know where the mount is for it. So should be all good. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'll have a lot of a lot of. Loose ends to tie up between now and then of just getting prep things time, together. Right? Prep time, yeah. yeah. We'll use the soundboard we're using here yeah. and, and all of that. So it'll be good. Um, it'll be really good. So if you guys um, are around the area or close and you're listening, you want to come to the fair service. That is on September the fifth at ten o'clock. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. And so uh, go over to the Union County Fairgrounds, and we're going to be doing church together. So that'll yep. be. That's going to be a good day. Yep. Last okay. time, two years ago, was really good. Yep. Of course, last year we didn't uh, do it, but yep. and I do not believe we are going to be live streaming, so that won't be live stream. So we're gonna that will will be off that we'll week. Be off so, that week. Uh, so take note of that. Yep. But just so you know, but my parents uh, are talking about coming up. Really? Yeah, because they would miss the live stream. I don't know how they would survive without the live stream. So they need to come up. So that's Christian's birthday. You're going to get your dad to play with you then that day? Maybe, maybe. That'd be good. That'd be Christian's birthday weekend, and so he's trying to get him to come up. His birthday's on September the 3rd. Grandkids have that way. They can turn that key and then get those grandparents to do about anything they want. So I'm sure they'll be up. So, hey, uh, looking forward to seeing you guys on Labor Day weekend. That's right. right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's going to be... It's gonna be a good week, I think. Though, L- looking forward to to this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. I was looking over the uh, the set list uh, mm-hmm. yesterday already, kind of prepping for this right. week for for worship for this coming Sunday. Right. And excited about that. I think that'll be got good. A, a good set list ready to go for that. And and yeah, it's uh, kind of getting back in the swing of things. We have uh, night of prayer and school's right around the corner. So uh, tomorrow night for night of prayer, we're gonna be praying over our, our children, praying over our teachers, That'll praying be over good. the parents and, and just getting ready as kids go back to school. And I know that that's, you know, that's always interesting, always fun, but right. should be good. Yeah. That'll be a good night. You and you and Corey are going to lead that together. Correct. And um, yep. tr- Corey's going to be your cheap date he will be as we talked about date. last yeah, week, but, exactly. uh, but no, that'll be a good time. So I encourage you guys. That's what it's seven fifteen. Seven fifteen. So we'll start night. the live stream on Facebook right about seven oh five. We'll have a okay. ten minute countdown and, um, and then at 7.15, we'll get started with that. And, gotcha. And, yeah, so it should be good. I'm excited. So uh, join Corey Smith and Brandon Chenault on uh, the live stream at 7.15. And if you want to come and join them here in the Fellowship Hall Live, just go ahead and come on in, and yep. that'll be uh, that'll be great. And so that live stream be will be night. on Facebook on the Richwood Church of Christ Facebook page. Yeah, you guys might do such a good job. That might be your thing now. Yeah, I don't know. I think I thought I was going to hand it over to you. Oh my! Like let you do the setup and everything. Let you run the computer. Well, then guess what? It, you would just be showing up in the fellowship hall, right? <laughs> right. No live stream. <laughs> no live stream at all. So, 
Um, hey, uh, we have, uh, we, we get questions every now and then, and yep. I've tossed this out to you. And, um, we have a question from a young gentleman. Um, his name is Caleb Heck. And Caleb lives towards Cincinnati, and he works with my son Dustin. And, uh, actually, Dustin forwarded this question on to me. And here's his question. Are you ready? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You positive? I am. Okay, here we go. How do I know for certain that I believe in my heart? Hmm. And he's talking about God. Yeah. How do I know I know for certain that I believe in God in my heart? So somebody comes up and asks you that question, what um where are we going with that? Yeah, that's a good question. And have you ever been asked that before by any chance? I have not. Okay. I have not have you? Um no, actually, I have not been asked that question. I mean, if I have, it's been kind of encompassed with probably something else. Right. You know, how how do I how am I know for sure that I'm saved? How, you know, it's right. kind of one exactly. of those things, so. right? And that's kind of where my mind went too. But you know, I think that when you think of that idea of believe, you know, he said, "How do I know for certain? I believe in my heart. I believe in God. I whatever that entails. Mm-hmm. Believe that I'm saved. Whatever. Right? You know, I, I go to that idea of faith. Exactly. And and faith. Is something, you know, if faith is believing in something that you cannot see, you know, if I right. have faith in something, um, I, I always, it's not always tangible. It's not something that I can necessarily touch. Um, you know, it's like, like over the past few years, it's like, well, yeah, I've got faith that the, the Atlanta Braves can make it into the postseason. Right. I have faith that right. the North Carolina Tar Heels men's basketball team can make it, you know, into the final four. Does it Here always happen again with the North Carolina Tar Heels? Here we are again. <laughs> but you know, does it happen? No, but I believe that it could. Right. Um, and so I think that too, I always go back to Thomas. You know, we talked about that quite a few weeks ago about how Thomas kind of gets a bad rap. Right, right. Because he is labeled as doubting Thomas. I don't know that he was doubting as much as he, for him and his personality and how he was wired, he just needed that tangible evidence was it like maybe a processing it was for a, he was processing Thomas? It? exactly i think so too but i love that that section where you know jesus has appeared to some of the disciples and they come back and they tell they tell thomas and some of the others hey we we've seen him he's alive and thomas is like well i'm i'm not going to believe until i see the holes in his hands and right, right. until i can put my fingers in those right. holes and see the holes in his his side right. And then Jesus appears to them again. They're in this room. The door is locked, and Jesus appears among them, and Thomas pretty much just falls at his at his feet. Jesus is like, here, Thomas, here's my hands. Right. Why don't you put your finger in my hands? Right. And, and then Jesus says this, and, and I don't have it pulled open, so I probably won't get it exactly right, but he says, blessed are those who believe. Blessed are you, blessed are you who have seen and believe. But even more blessed are those who have not seen and still believe. believe. Right. And that for me is kind of along the same lines of how do I, how do I know for certain in my heart that I truly believe? Well, it's faith. Exactly. It's, do you believe that the Bible is as it says it is 100% absolutely true, the inspired word of God? Yep. And, and if you believe that, then you have to take everything in the Bible, which I believe to be 100% accurate by faith 100% true it's faith um you know i wasn't there when when david killed goliath right but i believe it happened right i wasn't there when noah built the ark and the flood took place and and everything but right. i believe that it happened and there's evidence that it happened right i wasn't there when jesus was crucified on the cross i wasn't there when he rose from the dead but 
the Bible says that it happened. And there were, man, so many eyewitnesses to that. Right. Um, and so, you know, I have to just believe and, and be certain in my heart and have a confidence. And I think that's where it is too, of, right. of just having a confidence. And I've, I've talked long enough. I'll let you give your no, opinion here in a second too. But, um, but for me, that's where I am. It's like, yeah, I, I believe now, are there sometimes in my life where it's like, man, I just, I'm struggling with this or I just don't feel as close to God, you know? And I think that's, I, I get that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's on God. No, that's on me. No, I'm not, I don't feel as close to God because I'm the one that's kind of got in my own rut and I'm right. more worried about things right. here and I'm not in the Bible and I'm not praying and I'm right. not spending time with him. And so I'm not close to him, not because he's left me, but right. because I've kind of turned my back on him and mm-hmm. and went another direction. Well, I think sometimes too, you know, in, in our culture, we have a culture of feelings and emotions. Correct. And so, you know, I don't feel close to God. I don't feel this. I don't, it, this doesn't seem right to me. And so, you know, it kind of gets back to what we talked about a few weeks ago, you know, well, my heart is saying this. Okay. So you've got to put your feelings, your emotions and what you're thinking in your heart uh, to the side. And um, you actually hit on, you know, you know, talked about faith and right. faith being the, you know, the substance uh, for, for who you are as a follower of Jesus Christ. And, um, I'm going to read something to you that I came across uh, actually just a few minutes ago, and this is from Billy Graham. And uh, Billy Graham, he says this: the word "believe" uh, defined as an act of, is defined as an act of trust. Is it an act of the mind that involves an understanding of some truth, or at least a certain to a certain degree? The Bible specifies that the Holy Spirit works in our hearts and enables us to understand what we should be believe and that we are to be saved. And then he mentions John, um, you know, when Jesus says, "I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except." by me. Right. He said there's only one way to be saved and that is through Jesus Christ as right. he stated in John chapter 14 verse 6. Now, if you um if you've heard Billy Graham speak before and I love this what he says, he said, you know, people come up to him and he's they're saying, "I don't understand everything about the Bible, so I'm having a hard time, you know, following God or connecting right. up to God." And you know what he says? You think because I've been preaching for 50 years that I understand everything about the Bible. Exactly. He said there's many things about the creation and many things about Jesus' life and about the cross and the resurrection that I don't understand. God never tells me to understand it. He just tells me to, to believe. believe it. Exactly. And by faith, then I choose to believe right. that. And he says, I choose by faith to believe that and allow God to work in my life. Right. To As you get down to that, you know, as you're – trying to process out how do I know that, you know, I really honestly believe in my heart that, you know, that I believe in Jesus Christ. Well, I think you've already stated it, that you have to believe, you have to trust, you have to, you know, um, you know, put your faith mm-hmm. in, in Jesus and accept that even though I don't understand it. Right. And I believe the Bible of what the Bible is telling me. And I think the other thing to believe is to admit that I'm a sinner. Right. That I've sinned against God, that I am an actual sinner. And that's th- something that the culture doesn't want to do today. Right. The culture doesn't want to talk about their sins. Mm-hmm. Culture doesn't want to talk about that I'm wrong because everybody's okay and you're okay and I'm okay. Here's the thing. You are not okay yep. and I'm definitely not okay. Right. And so when you, um, when you get to that point, you admit that I'm a sinner. So I, 
I need Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I'm going to confess my sins to Jesus Christ and I'm going to move, you know, move into that way. And then you actually turn from your sin. You believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And here's a big one, I think. And correct me if I'm wrong. Even though you're not perfect and you never will be perfect, right. that God's word and the Holy Spirit starts to dictate what you do in your life. Yes. There becomes this spiritual fruit that dangles from your life. Um, spiritual fruit that let's say that you have a hard time controlling your mouth and you curse all the time. And let's say you do it constantly. You know, it's like every other word is that. But then Jesus takes a hold of your life and you believe this, you confess this, and people are like, well, you know, I still cuss. Well, how much do you cuss as much as you used to? Right, right. You know, you, and here's the thing. You got, you got to look everything in, you got to look at everything through the, the lens of God and not through the lens of you. Right. Because when you start looking through the lens of you, you automatically have elevated yourself that, well, I need to be this and I need to be that and I need to be a certain status and, and I need to make sure that I'm doing this. And here's the thing. If your heart is in tune with God, and this is the great thing about God and people have a hard time understanding this, God's grace covers your imperfection. And your sins. Right. God's grace covers that because you're literally your heart is trying to do what God wants you to do. And so when you look at your life as a process and, you know, progressing one step at a time, and I think yesterday I had everybody yeah. say the word progress because in process, you, you, you have to progress, but you're not going to be perfect. Yeah. And so those are two different words, yes. perfection and progress. Yes. And so, you know, you, for instance, like you, or anybody else or myself, you might struggle with something your entire life yeah. until the day that you die. It doesn't mean that you are um, – that's not going to keep you from heaven. But if you willfully do that, it's right. something. But if you're not, God, you know, this is a struggle for me. I'm, I'm, you have God's to fight against that. that. Exactly. Now, if you just give in and say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give in to this sin anyway, so I might as well just – just do it. Right. There, there's a difference there. And that's right. what I was going to say. You know, you, you took the words out of my mouth. You talked about it yesterday with that idea of progress. Right. And it being a process. Right. Um, and I, I love that imagery. You know, you talked about the idea of, you know, Billy Graham and, and not, you know, not always, you know, getting it, not always knowing right. how it works, knowing, right. you know, I, I think the same thing with a car for me. I don't understand how an engine works. I don't understand how, you know, I can change my own oil. I can change my brake pads if I need to. Um, but to actually go in and figure out how, and, and like my motorcycle, my motorcycle right now, we had it apart. I had the gas tank off of it. We're trying to get it to work. You know, the lines are, are clean. The carb is clean. It's still, it's right there where it wants to turn over, but it just won't. Right. There's something causing it. So I've got to get in there and figure it out. I, that's out of my realm. I'm learning as I go there. Thankfully, I've got a friend who knows his way around that stuff better than I do. Um, but with a car, I get Allie? in. That's Clint. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I get in my car every morning and I put the key in it. Do I, do I think to myself before I turn the key? Oh man, I hope this starts. No. Right. You just, I just trust believe. it's going to do trust it. it's going to start because it hasn't failed me yet. Now, if, if I don't take care of it, and that's that idea of not being in the scripture, not spending time in prayer, kind of doing your own thing and not walking in the will of God. If I don't take care of my car, what's going to happen? There's going to be a day where I get in and it doesn't start. Right. And then I may question, okay, is it going to start now? But right now I have to take care of my car. I get the oil change regularly. I, you know, if there's something that doesn't sound right, I get that checked out and whatnot. And I've, 
fully believe. I don't even think about it. I get in and turn the key and, and I just know it's going to start. Right. The same is true with our faith. We don't understand all the workings. I don't understand everything about God. You know, just like right. Billy Graham said, you know, he, he'd been preaching for over 50 years. Right. He didn't fully understand everything about the Bible, but he, we're called to believe. Right. We're called to have faith. We're called right. to trust that what God says is true and what God says that is going to happen is going to happen. Right. And, and I think that that's just that it, it is a process. It is a process. And, um, you know, um, Caleb, if you're listening and you've been hanging in here with us, um, I would say for myself, how do I know that I believe personally in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord is that, um, I do trust mm-hmm. God in all things and I trust his word, even if it goes against culture or yep. even if it goes yep. against a friend or whatever, I always go back to God's word and what God God's word has to say and and I trust the power of God's Holy Spirit living in my life right. and I can feel that. Now, here's what I mean by that. I'm not a perfect person by all means. You can ask Dustin and I'm not perfect at all and he could tell you every flaw that I have. But I will tell you this that how you know that you are that you are um that you believe in your heart is that you've allowed God's spirit and you've allowed God to work through his word in your life. And so God's God is going to convict you where you need to be convicted. Right. And so when you're part of that, part of you believing in your heart is knowing who Jesus Christ is and knowing God. So how are you going to do that? So how I do that is I read the Bible Mm -hmm. and I read the Bible and I'm constantly reading the gospels, even though I've read them. I don't even know in my life a thousand times. And you think, oh, well, I'm going to read this again. But every single time I read the gospels and I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I've read them a lot. I always see Jesus in a different light. Yeah. It's amazing yep. how God works in that. So, uh, Caleb, I would always encourage you to to always go back to Jesus Christ yep. and to read what Jesus said and to read his word. Go back and read the book of John constantly yeah. in your life and get to know Jesus Christ on such a personal level that you're going to he's going to dictate what you do and right. even though you don't understand everything and mm-hmm. life is going to throw you curveballs and tomorrow you could get up and something major could go down but you you cannot let that waver you because I'll tell you what happens in that is that Satan tries to get in our way and Satan tries to pull us off track and he does Absolutely. a very good job and so we we allow Satan to give more control in our life than we do allow God right. to have control so um you know, I've just chose to, no matter what happens, to try to let God, you know, dictate yeah. what I do. And so, um, you know, so you have to believe, you gotta trust in Jesus, you gotta read God's word, you gotta, you gotta know who Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is, you gotta repent of your sin, and you gotta, you gotta allow God to work in your life. So, right. um, you know, hope we answered your question the best we could. Yep. And, and I think that just to, to close this out, I think that is the other step of that, you know, you truly know by the fruit that is being produced in your life. And I think as long as you, you know, if you see that progress, right? if you see the progress in your life of, man, yeah, I still struggle with this, but I'm not the same guy I was a week ago or a month ago or a year ago. Right. Um, You know, it's that that fruit that you're bearing right. in your, your life. Well, well, I don't have it in front of me, but is it John 15 where Jesus is like, I'm the vine and yep, you are the, the branches. branches. So, you know, for me or you or Caleb or whoever else, we have to stay connected to the vine. Yeah. He says, remain in me. Yeah. And so if you remain in Jesus Christ, so you got to know who Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is. Yep. So if you don't know Christ, then quickly find out who that is. Go to the book of John, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but really look at the book of John because that right. is such an awesome, I think, powerful book yep. to know, to describe Jesus and watch right. Jesus do his thing. Yeah. And that's, so. you know, that's a great point because that's our model. 
You know, we right. we don't try to. I, I don't model myself after Craig. Oh, come sometimes on. I should. I think I don't know. No, but you know, I don't because guess what? You're going to let me down, right? You know, you you you've admitted you you've got flaws. I have flaws. I don't want anybody to model. Well, I got that one, but <laughs> right? I don't want anybody to model their life after me. Right. I want to be modeling Jesus so they see Jesus in me, but I don't want them modeling me. I want them to look to the true source at Jesus. Right. You know, that's our model. And so that's why it's important to go back and and to read those and Mm -hmm. to understand Jesus's qualities and his characteristics and figure out, okay, well, that's, that's how I need to be. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you, Caleb, for uh, asking the question. If anybody has a question that you want to, Ask, send it our way, and we'll try to answer those. We got a couple more questions on the back burner. We'll probably have to bring those up in the next few weeks. So, uh, we'll, we'll get another question out next week or the week after. And yeah, Kevin, Kevin Beals asked some tough questions. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of put those off just because there's some intense you have questions. You to send them to me. Or we could I just will. bring Todd in here. That sounds great. So, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. If you want to email us a question or call the church, we'll, we'll try our best to, to get that on and, get that get that together so but um so before we move on to sunday saw your team down at atlanta is over 500 now you're over 500 man they're playing well jock peterson jock peterson getting over 300 with the braves since since they got him and playing flawless in the outfield yeah it was a good pickup. Yeah, it was a good pickup. i'm sad you know we talked about (laughs) two weeks ago remember we talked about pablo sandoval oh yeah panda bear like the very next day, the Braves traded him. Isn't that crazy? I may have cried a little. Just wow. because like he doesn't play that much. They brought him in a lot of times for like a, a pinch hitter. Mm-hmm. But his smile was contagious. I love those guys that are just happy. They bring energy He's to the team. got a great smile, but he can't hurt, hit worth a lick. So uh. Well, I mean, he either hits a home run or he strikes out. Pretty <laughs> That's much. pretty much everybody in baseball Nowadays, now. So, yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, but no, Jock Peterson was definitely a good pickup. And they're playing good ball right now. So I'm, That's good. The world of MLB. The world of MLB. Right. Well, keep your fingers crossed. I know you are. I am. They were playing yesterday when we went into Longhorn, weren't they? Weren't the Braves on? No, that was the Guardians. Okay. I mean, the Indians. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, the tongue. Yes. Good day yesterday. It was uh, a good day. I, um, the uh, first service um, really was uh, seemed like belting it out. Um, belting it out, they seemed packed in there too. Yeah, it, it was seemed we had packed. A good crowd. It was crazy coming into the second service yesterday. I was, walked in people. and I was like, "Whoa, it's gonna everybody's gonna have to sing loud." But um, there were like four people in there. Exactly. But what time I stood up, I was like, "Okay, this is a lot better." So, yeah. but I knew we've had several people I knew that were gone yesterday yes. on vacations yep. and trying to squeeze those in. The last minute, so yep. yeah, but James is a um, James is tough man. I, I mean, he's practical. He is his advice is just spot on. But I'm telling you, he's tough. He yeah. he, he doesn't he doesn't hold back, and um, he talks about subjects that are very much for your heart and for your mind and for your life as Christ. And he does refute give you stuff to refuel your faith. Right. But I'm telling you, it it is he's a he wants you to process your stuff. Yes. And so it's kind of like one of those things, it's like it's you know, you think, oh wow, you sitting in a hear a message or you read the book of James, you're like, oh this is good for somebody. When I read the book of James, I see that James is talking to me. Right. Right. Not not you. Yeah. To me. And and I think if people would read the book of James, like James is literally writing this to them 
what would that do for you? Because I'm telling right. you, it's like every single thing he talks about is applicable for for your life. Right. But yeah, he's he's on the money, man. Yeah, yes. And the tongue. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. If there's ever if there's ever a message for 2021, non Christians and Christians, exactly. it is it is definitely uh, the tongue. I, I thought one of the things that and I and I found this out, you know, several months ago, and the and I think the study was from 2018 or 19, and I can't remember because I didn't I didn't write it down. But focus on the family did this study that said that uh, one fifth of your life is going to be spent with your mouth open, and they weren't talking about um, eating. eating or yawning or drinking something that is literally you talking. One fifth of your life is spent in talking. Think about that. For you, it's probably more than that. But. That's I looked at. <laughs> no, I looked at Christy sitting next to me for a service, and I said, "So for me, that's probably like three fifths of my life." Man, <laughs> that's what I thought. And I almost said, "If this doesn't account for Brandon, his is more than this." Well, I'm glad you didn't look at me and make a reference when you talked about a horse jockey. We'll talk about that later, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> but it goes, and then after that. Um, went right back into James one nineteen, and mm-hmm. James one nineteen is crazy because this is like the only thing he talks about when it comes to the tongue in the first chapter, but it's so compelling. In James one nineteen, he says, "Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry." Do you find though when you are quick to speak, you do get more jacked up? Yes, you, you, it gets you to a fever pitch. I mean, you watch, um, like. Any like um, show on television and like ESPN, you have these guys going back and forth for sports, and they're like so ramped up yep. constantly. Yeah. Um, I like what uh, I read this from James Garfield because he, he did this in a sermon, and yep. I and I think this was just a perfect picture. He says James is telling us young and old that we need to be fast to listen and then pretend you're walking through molasses to speak. Mm. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. And if anybody needs to understand, I know molasses isn't, you know, as popular today as it was back then. Exactly. I've got some at home. If anybody needs to understand what that's like, it's, it's thick. It's like glue. It's, like it may glue. be worse than glue. Yeah. I mean, have you ever tried to get molasses off your hands or? Yeah. It's almost impossible. Yeah. I used it for cooking, um, something recently. It's thick. Yeah, it is. I love that. I didn't, I did not know until yesterday that James Garfield was a, a minister, Christian church, church of Christ minister. Yep. I think he went to Hiram College. Um, okay. back in the day and, um, he really, um, he was a Christian church, church of Christ minister. And, um, I have, um, read several of his sermons. There's not a lot out there. Right. Um, but I had been given some over the, over the years. And, you know, back then they preached differently than what, yeah, how we do for now. Sure. And, uh, but I'm telling you, he was, um, very hard hitting and, um, yeah. very one tracked when it comes to God and walking with God. And cause those guys were, right. they were from a different era back then. And, um, you know, uh, one of the things that I, I really appreciate, you know, guys like that in that era, how, you know, they're, you know, he talks about praying, he talks about reading God's word and I, and I don't have it in front of me, but there was one time that he was talking about if you go a day without prayer and a day without God's word, um, you're down, you're going down as like a wilderness path mm. that's impossible to get off. Wow. Cause he talked about then that day one will lead to day two. And exactly. If you're on a wilderness path with no direction or map, you have no idea where and you're going. I've experienced that. Yeah. Yeah, I've experienced that because the more you get away from spending time in God's word, the more you get away from right. praying, it's right. 
it's just easier not to do it the next day. Yeah. And and then you, you make the comment to yourself or whatever. Ah, I'll do it tomorrow. Right. And then tomorrow becomes tomorrow. Exactly. And tomorrow becomes tomorrow. And before so you know it. He's right. You're on a wilderness path exactly. with no map. Yeah. No direction. Yep. So you're all, you're just wandering through life with how am I going to get out of this? Right. And uh, that's just I probably should dig up more quotes from James Garfield. For sure. So, but anyway, good. 20th president of the United States of America. Right. He had a there, good so. beard, too. Very good beard. It's like Corey Smith's beard. Right? Yeah, right? I was jealous. Yeah, but so James chapter 3 is where we were at yesterday. Man, he's hard-hitting about just the tongue and, and you know, what we're supposed to do and crazy. I, I've been convicted by this section of Scripture that you, you focused on yesterday quite a bit as a minister, as someone right. who preaches, as someone who, you know, even when I'm not preaching, I'm, I'm still a minister uh, through music. And, and I will speak in the songs that we sing. Um, I focus on and, and make sure that they are biblically and theologically mm-hmm. sound. But he starts that off, James 3, 1 through 8. Um, and he says, Not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Right. Ouch. And that has been something that I have um, I've really taken to heart, especially over the last few years, right. as I've begun to preach more. Right. Um, of knowing that on Judgment Day, because of my position, because of me being a teacher, right. I'm going to be judged more strictly. Mm-hmm. And, and I find mm-hmm. that to be very important to make sure that I am not taking a verse out of context. Right. That I'm not using a verse to kind of prove a point that I want to make. Right. I'm, I'm taking God's word at face value, mm-hmm. and I'm using it in the proper context. Um, and then right. I'm not getting up on my soapbox, um, just to get my point across, but I'm truly mm-hmm. conveying the word of God mm-hmm. because you, myself, other ministers, we're going to be judged mm-hmm. more strictly. And that's sobering. It is very sobering. I mean, really, honestly, that's sobering. It's like, I, I just want to go ahead and just quit right now. <laughs> right. You know, just. But it doesn't matter. You've already been there, so you're still going to be judged exactly, more strictly. So. Exactly. So, you but know, it, it's you, tough. You talked about yesterday. You talked about there are some times where you put 20, 24, 25 hours mm-hmm. into a specific message. Mm-hmm. That's not because, you know, you... Well, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, so... Well, I wasn't going to okay. say anything. <laughs> no, that's because you want to make sure that, right. you know, what you're saying is, and I know, I know your heart... Um, you want to make sure that you are in tune to the Holy Spirit, right? You know, you want to make sure that the Holy Spirit is working and, and that's, you know, a great gift that God has given us. I pray mm-hmm. before we've talked about this. I pray before I pick music out mm-hmm. for a service, you know, I look through your outline right. and I pray God allow the Holy Spirit to help me choose mm-hmm. these songs. Don't let me mm-hmm. choose these songs selfishly. Don't let me choose a song that I want to sing, but help me pick the right songs for this specific day right. that you need sung to you. Right. And, and more often than not, the Holy Spirit works things out. And after services on Sunday, it's like, man, those songs went perfect with your message. Exactly. And, and it's so neat to see the Holy Spirit work. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, I know your heart in that of, of preparing a message. It's the same. You know, you spend that much time because you want to make sure mm-hmm. that you're prepared and what you're saying is honoring mm-hmm. God and helping point people in that direction and helping mm-hmm. people in their faith walk. So. Right. And, and the, there are times where, you know, I get to, you know, middle of the week, I'm like, oh, I need to not, I need to say this differently, or this is not what, you know, you really want 
that should be said. And, right. Or I'll get down, even as of yesterday morning, like we're talking uh, 45 minutes before I got here, right. I eliminated a whole section. Yeah. And um, that I just thought, you know what? Uh, after I prayed about this, and it was kind of one of those things about middle of the last week, uh, like Thursday, I kept thinking, right. is this me or God? Right. And so I got to yesterday morning, and I just felt the spirit say, you know what? Not the right time. Right. And so I took it out. Yeah. And it's not long. It was right. maybe a minute and a half, two minutes. So I took that out and then inserted a scripture at the end because I thought that scripture right. went fabulous with the closing of what we were doing. And I never even thought about that until right. actually that was Saturday evening that that happened. So, yeah. but, um, but yeah, so yeah, you're right about that. And, um, that's good stuff, but it's also sobering stuff and it's it convicting is. stuff because it, cause it makes you want to, I need to stay straight. I need right. to stay where God wants me, um, to be. Exactly. Um, I love it that, you know, um, he actually says, you know, in James three, nine through 12, uh, talking about your tongue. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And I think we forget every single person has been made in the image of God. Right. So there is a, there's a, there's a thing there with that. Right. Uh, so he says, blessing and cursing comport out of the same mouth he's like surely my brothers and sisters this, this ain't right. right yeah this is not right yeah i mean you almost hearing me he's just like what's going on with that right so that that was really uh really good yeah and i love the imagery and you you kind of broke these down mm-hmm. but the imagery that james uses and it, this is just proof that james could have been written yesterday right you know because he was writing in a way that was going to convey his message, and he wrote these illustrations in a way that right. the people of that time would understand exactly what he was talking about. Right. But they're illustrations that we can connect with we can. to this day. And back in the section of verses 1 through 8, he says, We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire, and among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil full of deadly poison. And you kind of broke that section down as you went on and you talked about the horse and you talked about, you know, going to horse races and see these little tiny jockeys. I love going to horse races, yeah. by the I've way. I've never been to a horse oh, race. Oh, you should, it's just amazing. I mean, you see these horses thundering around, especially when they're running on the grass. Right. I, I love it because it's just this, right. it's like this loud motor sound, but yeah. it's, it's unbelievable to watch these things go. But anyway, sorry. can I wear a big hat like the ladies do? Yeah, you can dress like a lady. I don't care. <laughs> Dude looks like a lady. Um, anyways, speaking about the tongue, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, I, w- I was fully expecting you when you started talking about the jockeys to look down at, at me and be like, Brandon, are you a, are you a jockey? Are you a jockey? When do you go start jockeying? Right. You know, it's like, I thought about it. Maybe, if I but lose you're some right. Weight. The, the imagery of James is crazy because yeah. every single one of those, even present day, even, yeah. Even kids would know what that is. I mean, right. you're going to know what a horse is. You're going to know what a ship is. You're going to know what fire is. Yeah. Yeah. And every, all three of those examples are powerful, mm-hmm. powerful entities in themselves. A yep. horse can be 
Oh man, powerful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even now, like cars, it's twelve hundred horsepower. horsepower. It, I yeah. mean, they do it so you know there's power in that. Ships, huge. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, some of these ships can hold tons and tons of containers, and uh, and they can go what. How many, I don't know what knots is, but you can go 30 miles an hour. These huge trips, yeah. huge trip going 30 miles an hour. That is some power going yeah. down that. Well, and you think about the imagery there of in proportion, right? Of a ship versus the rudder. Oh, that is steering it. Man, it's super small compared to the size of the ship, but it's going to take that ship wherever the pilot wants it to go. Exactly. That's, and that's biblical. It does. He just talked about oh, okay, it. Okay, gotcha. guys. But you know, it just the imagery of that of saying your tongue is the same way. It's going to steer your whole body. Exactly. You know, the things, the words that come out of your mouth, you know, you can use them to build up or you can use them to tear, tear down. down. And so often I think we, and maybe not even knowing, right? you know, we use them to tear down. We use them to belittle. We use them to demean. Right. right. And, and it's not glorifying to right. God. It, it, at that point, it's, it's becoming a forest fire. It, exactly. And I love that imagery yeah. of a tiny spark can set a whole thing forced yep. on fire and same with your words yeah one little word can just do so much, so much damage damage yeah. in a person's life and, and think about that imagery which is crazy to me because i've tried to start fires in a pot fire pit and sometimes i can't get it started you know right. you're putting gas and everything and it won't go but right. you go to like you know what was it five six years ago down in, in tennessee Mountains. yeah i mean that was a terrible fire mm-hmm. i mean Started just in a little location and that just roared yeah. and tore that place apart. Yeah. And if you drive down there now, you can see the you remnants see. Yeah. Yeah, of that. So those are very powerful images that mm-hmm. James gives. And that's why I love it because, you know, it's not like he was given something about a chariot. Right. You know, we're like, what now what's a chariot? Right. And, you know, what, what, what would that do? No, I mean, we're talking horse, ships and fire. Yeah. That's timeless. Sounds like an old band. Oh wait, blood, sweat, and tears. Right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, and I love you. You talked about later on. You talked about the old saying, and we've all heard it. Oh yeah, it's you know from a child. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Right. But the the truth is, is that words do hurt us. They do. You know, I remember words that people have said to me from years ago, and and when I think about them, it still causes pain in my heart. And it's like, man, you know, but you have to overcome that. Right. Uh, We. We had a, on Facebook, we shared a song last week that kind of went along with the message. Uh, I mean, it's called Mean Girls. And, um, really? It's called Mean Girls. Oh, it starts out, you know, Mean Girls don't remember what they said, but I can't seem to forget something along those lines. Um, and just that idea that words do hurt. Right. Uh, and, and she says in that, that song, you know, the words can really hurt me. And, um, and I just love, that just she's being real um i'm gonna look it up here mean girls lyrics um mean girls don't remember what they said well it's funny because i can't seem to forget their whispers opened up the door to a world called insecure no mean girls don't remember what they said and then she goes sticks and stones may break my bones but no one ever warned me about words i smile and i pretend it doesn't hurt but the older that I get, it just gets words worse. Lord, find me and remind me that my worth is worth so much more than their words. Right. You know, it, and words can can tear down so mm-hmm. much. He talked about, you know, just people taking their life. Yeah. Because of, of words that are said to them. 
Exactly. Um, and, and I don't know if we know the damage that that causes. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. I think yeah. we're so used to firing off and saying what we think or wearing our feelings on our sleeves. And as a follower of Christ, I, I'm to be different. I'm not saying I don't have those feelings myself because right. right. I'm a very quick-witted, um, and I think I said yesterday, quick-witted, sarcastic, and I can just go with it. Really? A little bit. Really? You know that? Yeah, I didn't know Okay, that. gotcha. <laughs> and so it is a lot of times when, you know, I don't say anything, you would not believe what's going through my mind. And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, Lord, I don't, I don't want right. to go down that road. And it kind of goes, all that goes with the passage that, um, I read yesterday in Luke chapter six, verses 44 and five, where Jesus says, each tree is recognized by its fruit. Right. People do not pick a figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings the good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings the evil out of the evil stored in his heart for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Yeah. And so man, that verse is very convicting when it comes to that, because when you look at that, you are, I don't, I want my mouth to demonstrate with the goodness of my heart. I don't want it to be just garbage coming out. Does that make sense? So, right. but that's, that's a, that's a fabulous, um, fabulous verse by, uh, by Jesus though. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, I, I love the, I'm not sure where, where it's at, but it talks about out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. Um, and I love that of what's inside yeah. of your heart is what's going to come out right verbally, you know, and you, you ask that question, who are you on the inside? Right. You're not. And, and I love that. You said, I'm not asking who your spouse is on the inside. Right. I'm not asking right. you to answer that. I'm asking you to internalize this and you to personally do some self-evaluation. Right. right. Who are you on the inside? And you should be able to know that by what's coming out of your mouth. Right. It's that fruit right. uh, that you're. You're portraying in, in your life. I love you. Um, had the Denzel Washington quote. And that was a good quote. I've always liked Denzel. Yeah, Denzel's pretty good. I've always liked Denzel. But he said, and, and you may have to finish this for me because I don't know that I've got all of it here on okay. my phone. But it says, all verbal activity is potentially j- dangerous. And he's talking more for teachers here. He is. Um, he's talking about the culture and stuff. And he's been going out against the culture. Culture right and yeah. critical race theory exactly, and all yeah. of that stuff. So all verbal activity is potentially dangerous, and for a teacher especially so. The teacher has the potential not only to destroy themselves, but to harm the student. Teachers who slander, make reckless accusations, false attacks, lies, verbal attacks, and grumble will naturally cause greater damage to the community as a whole by virtue of their position and their authority. And their authority. Yep. I had that yep. cut off there. Yep. So. Good quote. It is, but you know, it's so true. Yeah. You know, the, the teacher and, and the flip side of that is the teacher has so much potential to build up. Right, right. And to encourage and to, to set a student on the right track. Right, exactly. But the flip side is, is even more, I don't know what the right word is. It's mm-hmm. even more impactful. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and I love the fact that you got guys like uh, Denzel Washington and there are a few celebrities that, um, you know, are speaking out against some of the things that are taking place. And um, Morgan Freeman. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, hey, you're welcome. Yeah. But they um, like yesterday I talked about rhetoric. Absolutely. There's, there's, uh, through history, there's been a rhetoric. And basically, you know, Denzel, without using the word rhetoric, is 
talking about going against that. Yeah. You know, because I talked a little bit about, you know, if you look at human history and some of the things that have been done, it's rhetoric. It's you've been told you've been told the same thing over and over again. You know, what that's how the Nazis took over. Right. They just kept exactly. saying, you know what? We are gathering the Jews for health reasons uh-huh. and you got to trust us. You got to trust us. This is all about you. This is all about your safety. Blah 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 blah. Pretty soon everybody bought into it. Yeah. And boom, here you go. You got six million Jews uh, who have been killed. And um, and I know that um, you know people need to realize that when you hear that, and, and I think I brought this up yesterday, that rhetoric uh, brings you to all kinds of emotions. You have fury, encouragement, happiness, sadness. You know, patriotism, non-patriotism. You um, you fearful, worry, all that. I mean, there's all those things that right. that will get to that. In um, but you know, I, I went down through some of the things quickly. Of what rhetoric has done, you know, the Holocaust and yeah. um, even, you know, Jim Crow, the mm-hmm. South there back in the day and, you know, racism in the 50s, yeah. in the 60s, even today when it comes to gay marriage and transgenders yep. and this and that critical race theory. And and I didn't land on this and expand on this, but even COVID-19, yeah. yep. there's rhetoric involved in this. I mean, think about this. Last March, we were told. When it came to COVID, we're shutting down. We're trying to get you guys to shut down for two weeks, mm-hmm. 14 days is what they told us. Right. And we're going to get back to normal. And why did they tell us to do this? Do you even remember? They told us to do this because they wanted to free up hospitals. Yes. They wanted to make sure there's enough hospital beds and enough room for people who have COVID when they're coming in. Yep. Well, that never, that never came about, but the lockdowns continued to go on for months and months. And even here we are 18 months later and, um, they're still having a ton of rhetoric. You gotta wear your mask, gotta wear your mask. Even though we have thousands upon thousands of doctors saying you don't have to wear a mask. And we have even the nation's top doctor, Dr. Fauci says that, um, you know, even his own email said that they don't um, have to do that. So yeah, it's pretty fun. That is pretty good. <laughs> Sorry. I was just showing him a meme. Facebook can, can be funny sometimes. It's pretty good stuff it is funny <laughs> but yeah you look at that and even when it comes to the vaccination there's yeah. rhetoric around that and i mean here's the thing about this vaccinated or not yeah you do whatever you want to do because god bless you you live in america you want to inject yourself with something that's that's your call to do because that's you live in america but when this is not even fda approved mm-hmm. and my question to everybody who's like you know talking about vaccines and vaccinations and this rhetoric that goes behind it. If you walked into Kroger today and they had a huge sign, 90% of the food in here today and this week has not been approved by the FDA. Are you buying it? Mm-mm. You going to buy that food? Nope. So why would you inject your body with something that is not yeah. FDA approved? Uh, that that's my thinking right. and so that's why i choose yeah. not to yeah. to to do that so i don't i'm not buying into the rhetoric because i do not believe it because you got you know joe biden standing up last week saying 350 million americans have been vaccinated right when there's only 328 million americans americans total. total right so if that's the case then hey we're Everybody's been done and then some. Exactly. We pulled some people in and um you know i really believe with all my heart and this is all i'm going to say before we move on that, you know, if our leaders who are in charge right now really believed in the, um, the virus in this new variant, they'd shut down the border and stop allowing. Yeah, for sure. What did I read uh, I, well, last night or this morning? Um, a million people since January have 
through July have come in illegally to the United States of America. Um, I think it's common sense, but apparently common sense has been chucked out the door. So right. I don't know. Um, I just think that as a, um, as a uh, person and, uh, and getting this back on track rhetoric, we need to get away from that because here's the deal. Words matter. It does. Our it, words matter talked, and how we do that. Yeah. You talked yesterday, even going to the next step about abortion. Exactly. You know, you talked about Jim Crow. You talked about right. the critical race theory. You right. talked about racism. You talked about the Holocaust. And then you talked about abortion. Right. And, and, and for so many years, right. they have drilled these terms into people's minds of, well, it's not a baby. It's a lump right. of cells. It's, it's not a baby. It's, we're doing this for women's health care. Right. We're doing this for women's, it's women's rights. It's this. It's that, you know, and, and right. yet, you know, again, you can have my body, my choice for that. Right. But we don't have the freedom to choose a vaccine or not. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, where, where's the rhetoric? The rhetoric works for one thing, but not for the other. Exactly. You know, there's, they're kind of button heads here. What's, what's truth? Exactly. And that's where you just have to strip it back to see what, what the truth really is. And, and that's where you have to constantly go back to God's word. What does God's word say? Well, God's word says that that is a baby. You know, that is a human life. Absolutely. God's word, you know, you talked about homosexuality and, and same sex marriages. Right. God's word says, you know, in, in the beginning, he created them. Right. You know, male and female. female. Right. Um, didn't say he created male, female, trans, this and that. Right. And so we have to, as Christ followers, we have to seek out God's word for our truth. Yeah. You know, where does our truth come from? Exactly. And so, but you're absolutely true. Rhetoric is, it's important and it's important for us as, as Christ followers too. Right. And, um, because of, you know, whatever, whatever that is coming down from, you know, those who are leading, those who are in charge at work, those or whatever, you, you really always have to go back to God and what God wants you to do because, um, you know, don't buy into something that's not godly. Right. Don't, don't buy into something that's not, you know, biblical. Right. And, um, so you have to just kind of, you got to keep your nose and your eyes and your, you know, keep your nose to the grindstone, keep your eyes open, keep your, keep your mind to where God wants, where, where God wants you to be. I, um, I love the, um, I love the fact that the Apostle Paul, you know, I kind of tried to link this together where he was not talking about rhetoric, but he is, everything was about Jesus Christ. Everything was about God. And I'm going to read this from 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. He says, when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words or impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan, which I'm not trying to give you rhetoric to try to buy right. into the program of God. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ and the one who was crucified. Think about that. Mm. You imagine if we as a Christian just forgot everything, the message of COVID, the message of whatever, and just focused on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He said, I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain. And if you read that in further study, most Bible scholars believe the Apostle Paul was not a good speaker. He was not a good public speaker. He was brilliant, but not a good public speaker. Rather than using um, clever and persuasive words, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. How different would our life be if we just relied on the power of the Holy Spirit and not the power of the United States of America government? Right. Think about it. Think how much more solid we would be. I did this so you would trust not in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Yeah. 
I love that. I love that. I really do not trust in human wisdom. Right. And I don't care how smart you are or how many degrees you have behind you. Because here's the thing. I don't even trust me sometimes. I don't Why would I trust either. some, right? <laughs> the only thing you can trust is God. Right. Cause you can't trust, I can't trust my heart. You can't right. trust your heart. You yep. gotta trust God. Yep. And God's word moves me away from me sometimes in what, in what I want to do. So. Yeah. But it is good stuff, man. The apostle Very Paul's good. awesome. Yeah. He, he's, I love Paul because he was just, you know, as he was writing these churches, he was down to earth. Right. He was speaking plainly. He wasn't, you know, using lofty words as he said. Um, he, he wasn't trying to rely on, on something, you know, other than the Holy Spirit. Okay. And so, you know, that allowed him to be able to, um, to say, look, it wasn't me, you know, right. I, I didn't want you to, I didn't want to get you with this scheme. Right. Exactly. You know, I just, I just have the truth. Exactly. And that's, that's all that you need to lean on is the right. truth. Exactly. And, and I think that, um, as a follower of Jesus Christ, we, when it comes to the area of the tongue, I think we all have an area of confession and sin, and we have to confess that before God. And hey, God, I want to do, I want to do this differently, because you know you can be thinking about this today, and you and I can be talking about this today. And I'll guarantee, yeah. as soon as we leave this room right now, and as of yesterday when you leave, there's going to be something that's going to happen that you're going to, you're automatically going to say what you don't want to say. Or react the way you don't want to react. I personally wish you would quit preaching messages like this because it seems like after one of these messages, Satan like gets in my face right, like right now. Like, hey, how are you going to react? How yeah. are you going to react, Brandon? Right. He's like a bully on the playground. Yeah. So thank you. Appreciate You're welcome. that. Well, hey, don't blame me. Blame James. <laughs> blame the Holy Spirit. Yeah, blame the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right? He's the one that's uh, – um, <laughs> You, you kind of – as you were closing out, you – you gave those few verses from First Corinthians, yeah, where it says, "Or do you not know that wrongdoers were, will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards—here it is—nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God." And so he lists a broad group of oh, yeah, people. He does. And he throws in slanders, and, and I think you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. There are times where in the church, right. amongst the church, right. slandering takes place. Yeah, and that that's you know that's one of those things that God hates. Yeah, and we give that a free pass almost. Exactly, a total free pass. Yes, and it's yeah. I mean, in Proverbs, um, you know, we read. You know, there's six things mm-hmm. that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. And he goes, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, um, a heart that devises wicked schemes, and those who ru- uh, feet that rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs conflict in the community. And here's the thing. Three out of the seven yep. have to do with your mouth. Yep. A lying tongue. Yeah. A false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict within yeah. the community. And then... When you read the rest of that First mm-hmm. Corinthians passage yep. six eleven, I love the next part. The next verse, but that's what you were once like. Yep. You were once like that. You're not like that anymore because yep. guess what? You got God in your life. And I love you that. You got the Holy Spirit, but you were cleansed, cleansed, wiped clean. Yeah, think about that. You were made holy. You were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Holy and by the Spirit of our God. Exactly. Awesome. You were cleansed. I love that, that imagery too. So here's what God's doing. You read that scripture, you're like, he's tearing you down a little bit. Would you agree with this? Mm -hmm. He's tearing you down. And then in verse 11, he's building you up. up. But, but 
Don't focus on that. Yep. That's what you once were And like. that goes back to progress. Exactly. It's all about progress. Right. It's all about saying, you know what? That's not right. Right. I have to be intentional. You talked about that last week. Right. I have to be intentional with my words. Exactly. I, yeah, that's what naturally wants to come out initially, but I have to allow the Holy Spirit to have a rein on my tongue mm-hmm. and be intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's, you ask that, that final question, what does your mouth reveal about you? Mm. Sometimes not good, bro. For I'll sure. be honest with you. Sometimes it's not good. Yep. And, um, why I'm actually saying it or blurting it out, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm actually being convicted as it's coming out. And I'm right. like, why am I doing this? You know, yep. it's, it's tough. It's tough. But God, in the conviction, God doesn't want me to, to live in shame, guilt and, and all that. He wants me to be convicted to say, Hey, here's what you need to do. Yeah. And so I do it. Yeah. But you, you know, there's a little bit of shame when it first kicks out. For sure. You're like, okay, God, I don't want to, I don't want to live in that because Satan wants you to live in that. And Jesus tells us in John 10, I've come that you might have life. And part of having life is the progress Mm -hmm. and trusting in God in the process. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. We're walking in the progress. So trust in him. There's life in that. There there is abundance in that. You closed out by talking about the cross. You know, there's power in the cross. What Jesus did on the cross, he did to cleanse us. Right. He did to heal us so that we will turn from those ways. Exactly. You know, it's, I, I love what he tells the woman who was caught in adultery and, right. and they were there. They brought her out in the street ready to stone her. Mm-hmm. And, and he bends down and he's drawing in the dirt or writing or whatever he's doing. Right. I, I want to know. I wish I knew. Um, but you know, he, he bends down and he's writing in the, the sand, the dirt. Right. And, and he, he makes a comment. You who is without sin, throw the first stone. Yeah. And they all, from the oldest to the youngest, begin to walk away. And he stands up. It's just, as far as I know, it's just him and her. Yeah. And what does he say? Hey, there's no one here that condemns you. Go away. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of. But he says, go and, and sin no more. Exactly. And that's what we're called to. That's what, that's what the power of the cross yeah. does for us. It calls us out of our old self, yeah. out of our old life, and, and into a new life with Christ, living in the power right. of the Holy Spirit. Living in the power of the cross. And that's a good description of that story of Jesus and God, yeah. of what they do for you and I when we're, we're, she's literally guilty of, yeah. of sin. Yeah. And by the law. And by the law, she should be she put to have death. Been stoned. Yeah. But they left and Jesus didn't say, Jiminy lady, I mean, for corn's sake, I mean, you put me in quite the rock and the hard place here. Thanks right. a lot. Not only did you do this, but you put me in a, in a very tough position. He didn't do that. He basically, you know, Jesus is about as compassionate mm-hmm. as you could possibly be there. And um, when he says, does no one condemn you? And she's like, no one, my Lord. Yeah. She knows Jesus. I yeah. mean, she knows who he is. Calls him Lord. No one, my Lord. Yeah. He's like, and neither do I condemn you. Yeah. And if there was one person there that day who, who was without sin that yeah. could have thrown the first stone, that exactly. could have condemned her. So you want to know the him. compassion of God, the compassion of Jesus Christ? Look at that story. Yeah. Yeah. And when you feel guilty and shameful and disgusting and dirty because of something you've done, put yourself in her yeah. position. And I'm telling you, he's not going to condemn you at this point. Mm-hmm. He's telling you, move forward. Yeah. Go and leave that part of your life and that part of sin and go walk in me and trust in me that I've got what's best for you yeah. and just don't look back. Yep. And uh, I wonder what happened to her after that. I don't know. I mean, honestly, what happened to her? Did We don't hear anything about her, do yeah. we? No. I mean, how awesome would it be to know? I mean, that I really want to know what happened. Right, 
right? Right. Same with the woman at the well. Man, I just love right? that where he he tells her everything that she'd ever done. You know, right? No, you're not married, and the the man that you're living with right. now is is not your husband either. And, exactly. And she goes back, and she's so excited, and yep. and tells everybody else, "Come, right. come, listen to a man that's told me everything exactly. that I've ever done." Well, you know, you um, the image of the cross. The power of the cross, mm-hmm. that cross of Jesus has not probably been in the ground for over 2,000 years. And the power that the cross of Jesus Christ has for our life today yep. is amazing. It's off the mm-hmm. charts, as powerful as, as as it's ever been. And um, and I believe that you and I always have to look to the cross of Calvary. Yep. And um, and I we need to look to the cross and realize that there is uh, what Jesus did on that cross has literally covered everything that I have. And I closed with a scripture yesterday. It wasn't on our. Uh, I threw it into last minute. Right. It's First Corinthians one eighteen, and it says the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are headed for destruction. So you know what that means? The culture, Hollywood. Those in our government, those those people are headed for destruction, and the cross and the gospel makes zero sense to these people whatsoever. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. And those of us who are walking with God, and even if you struggle walking with God, there's power in the cross of Jesus Christ. So you got to keep going back to that time and time again. So awesome verse, and glad I threw that in at the very end. Yeah, that was good. I I love that verse. Just the uh, just how he how he says that and breaks that down. But yes, good stuff. Very good stuff. Good stuff. Nice sunshiny day. Yeah. Supposed to be in the eighties. Winding up podcast number what nineteen? Number nineteen. Next week is big number twenty. Number twenty. We we're 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 going into the twenty digits. Twenty digits? Oh the twenties. Well whatever. You, you claim not to be the brightest, so Well I'm not. I mean right? I, I, I I it's it's a claim that I, I can, you know, pretty much. I can make on. that claim myself yeah. too, so Yeah. Well Allie told me that, but anyway. I'm from I'm Western t- Virginia. <laughs> Yeah, the guy, uh, this guy across from me won a spelling bee in Virginia and, um, in the he seventh was grade. In, in the seventh grade, he was there in the spelling bee that day was a guy who, um, you know, was about four years old and the other person in the spelling bee was a horse. So he said he won it. So good for you. Congratulations. Thanks. It was, it was a big day for me. I was very proud. <laughs> How many of you actually were in that? Um, so I won the spelling bee in my class. Okay. And that's how I got into the one with the school. And so okay. every, um, I think fifth, sixth and seventh grade had a representative from each class. So there okay. was like, I think eight of us, oh, eight wow. or 10 of us. And I won, then I went to the next level, the district level or whatnot. And I got out first round because the lady was from Western Virginia too. And she didn't know how to pronounce a word. And I spelled it the way she pronounced it, but it wasn't the word that I thought it was. Appalachian? No, Appalachian. Okay. No, it was narrate, but she said narrate. Narrate. And I should have asked for it to be used in a sentence, but I didn't. And so I was in seventh grade. I didn't know any better then. I wasn't, I can spell pretty well, but I wasn't destined to be on the spelling bee like these kids that you see on TV. Those kids can spell some crazy words. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy. Well, good day and, um, good times. And, um, we're, can you believe we only got three more weeks of James? And, um, that's crazy. This coming Sunday, we're going to talk a little bit more in chapter three. We're going to talk about godly wisdom. And man, do we ever need godly wisdom today in 2021? So hoping you guys are able to make it with us for in person and live worship to be here at nine or at 1030. And if you can't join us, go ahead and join us at 
RCC Home Church on our YouTube page. And if you haven't been to all of the, uh, been able to listen to all the uh, messages in James, I encourage you to go back and listen to those on our, on our YouTube page and get caught up. James is awesome. Good advice. Yes, it is. Good stuff to refuel your faith. Right. For sure. And then we've got the week of the fair where we're going to be there. And then after right. that, we start our new series where the rubber meets the road. Where the rubber meets the road. That's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We've had uh, quite a few more shirt orders come in for grounded shirts. Perfect. So if you would like a grounded shirt, email us at richwoodchurchofchrist at gmail.com. Let us know what style of shirt you want, what color of shirt. So you can go a short sleeve tee, a long sleeve tee, a sweatshirt, a hoodie. Um, if you can dream it, we can make it happen. Wow. And um, we'll we'll put the logo on it. Actually, we won't. What about those little Nikki stickers? Will. I was, we, we're supposed to have stickers come in. I will okay. reach out and find out about that. I've had quite a few people ask about that as well. Gotcha. So, but yeah, so if you want a, a shirt, let us know what size and color. Um, and we've already paid for the, um, the price of the transfers. All you have to pay for is the cost of the shirt and to have the transfer put on it. So sounds like a good deal. It is a good deal. Yep. Good, good stuff. So yeah, I had a couple of people ask me for, oh, where can I get the shirt and all that? So I told them to call the office or yep. tackle you during, you know, worship. Me. That'd be interesting. That'd be actually fun. I'd love to see that, especially yeah. on the live stream with, cause we could go back and watch it. I hope they've got some money to pay for my guitar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's my baby. All right. Well, you have anything else? I don't. Thank you guys for being with us today. Yeah, appreciate you listening and hope you have a great week and um, tame your tongue. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> see you.